Up and welcome to episode 63 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me is the one and only Woody V. Hey, Robbie, always good to chop it up with you, man. How you doing, bro? Doing good, mate. Yeah, glad to be back. Um, look, just before we sort of mention where to find us, just wanted to really thank everyone for all the, the great feedback we had from the, the show last week with Lee Ellis. Um, look, we did some really good numbers there, and just lots of um, people sort of reaching out saying how much they enjoyed it and everything else like that. And obviously, we really enjoyed it too. You know, we made it pretty clear last week that, you know, this is someone that we've been listening to for a long time. So it was great to have him on the show and to, to chop it up, as you like to say. So For sure, man, for sure. Yep. Uh, definitely. All right. Well, just a reminder before we get into our um, what we're wearing this week. So just a reminder on YouTube and our podcast channels, um, please make sure you like, rate and subscribe. Um, all right, let's get into it, Woods. I can see you wearing something a little bit different. I wasn't sure whether that was just to, to rub it in that the Wildcats are out in Sydney and are still in and a chance to win. But yeah, what are you rocking there? For sure. Let me just stand up. And, uh... Woody's standing up wearing his Sydney Kings Champions t-shirt. He looks pretty proud of that one. So And his hat, of course. And I got the members hat on. I just thought I'd change it up a little bit because uh, at the time of recording, we're what, Monday the 13th, you'll probably hear this on Tuesday the 14th. And that'll be yeah. on the eve of Cairns taking on Sydney, right? Which will mm. be our quest to go back to back, you know, repeat yeah. what happened in 2003 and four. And I remember this t-shirt as soon as Sydney won the championship last year, myself and Squin, Jacinta, um, shout out to Shooting the Breeze. Uh, the two of us went straight to the uh, merchandise outlet and got these shirts. They were selling. It was a proud moment for me because, you know, 2005 to 2022, I had to wait 17 years for that. We're not as fortunate as the Wildcats to be winning championships every other year, man. So um, this shirt meant a lot to me. So I thought, look, as 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 we uh, as the playoffs start, it's only fitting that I wear this shirt because it brought back such fond memories for me uh, and my membership uh, had as well. So really excited um, about... Uh, you're hoping to get another shirt in a few weeks, right, Woods? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Unfortunately, I was hoping we'd actually potentially play against your Wildcats so we could get out to a game. But uh, shout out to Cairns. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, what about yourself, man? Uh, Absolutely, yes. I'm doing a bit of an old-school Orlando Magic double today. So I've been um, wanting to wear these ones for a while. So look, I'll just tell you about the one I'm hanging over the shoulder there. So the blue Orlando Magic. Um the Corey Maggetti Blue Magic Champion jersey. So a bit of a forgotten player there. Probably a lot of people had forgotten that he had played for the Magic as well. So um, just look a little bit on uh, Maggetti. Um, he was drafted out of Duke by the Sonics at pick 13 in the 99 draft. Um, he was actually one of four players from Duke in the top 14 of that draft there, Woods, um, along with Brand, Avery, and Langdon. Um, he was actually traded to Orlando on draft night. So it was one of five trades that took place in his career there. Um, he ended up um, having a pretty solid 14-year career, actually, spending time with the Magic, Clippers, Warriors, Bucks, Bobcats, and Pistons. Um, so, look, no real accolades for McGetty. Um, he did have career averages of 16 points, and I always thought he was a pretty handy player. Um, always someone that always reminded me a little bit of um, hip-hop star Exhibit as well. You know, I'm a big fan of yep. Exhibit. I always thought those two were pretty similar. And if you actually type that in Google, there's a lot of um, comparisons and people putting up various pictures of those two next to each other there. So, um, yeah, he's currently 43 woods um, since retiring from yeah, he's actually had a lot of success in the big three. Um, he's won both an MVP and a championship. Um, he's also been an analyst on Fox Sports. So quickly before I talk about the one I'm wearing, I mentioned all those teams he played for there. Who's the team that you sort of remember? Oh, Clippers for sure. You know, um, mm. Lamar Odom himself. That team yeah. was one that I remember fondly. Um, I always think of him in, in that jersey. 
I really do like him as an analyst as well. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Behind the hey, he could score the ball, couldn't job. he? Like I said, oh. career average is sixteen points. You knew how Walk, to put it in walking the bucket. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. And there was quite a few of those Magetti Clippers jerseys floating around the place. Uh, yeah, around that period. Not, right? not so, so many magic ones, though. No, right? not so many yeah. magic ones. Yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of guys that like to score, so look, I'll just stand up quickly and show you the one um, I'm wearing today, and we'll talk a little bit about him. Now we've pulled his card so many times. Dennis Scott, 3D. What a legend! Um, I think we must have pulled at least five to five to ten of his cards. It feels in like we packs. have pulled his card a while, doesn't it? Right. Uh, it's one I think I've mentioned to you for a while that I was keen to wear. So yeah, um, yep. finally got it out of the the big uh, cupboard with all the champions jerseys there. Um, so yeah, look just a little bit about this guy. So three um, D was drafted out of Georgia Tech by the Magic at pick four in the nineteen ninety draft. Um, at Georgia Tech, he teamed up with Kenny Anderson and Brian Oliver um, with the trio yep. dubbed Lethal Weapon Three. Went on to have an 11-year career, um, spending seven seasons with the Magic um, before short stints. And see if you remember some of these woods with the Mavs, Suns, Knicks, T-Wolves, and Grizzlies. A lot of those don't stand out, do they, with those teams he finished up with there? I actually only remember the Magic, to be fair. Interesting, isn't it? They were all very yeah. short stints, and I think yeah. it sort of faded out pretty quickly. So, look, um, three of these accolades are NBA All-Rookie first team in 91. Um, he had a lot of college awards. Um, so, look, he's now 54, works as a commentator for Turner Sports. Um, Orlando's actually recently announced that he will be inducted as the 12th Orlando Magic player in the Magic Hall of Fame, which I thought was pretty cool there. Yeah. Um, bit of a fun fact about 3D Woods. Um, so, in 1995, he set an NBA record with 267 made three-pointers. Um, this was a record that stood for 10 years. However, since then, that record has been beaten 19 times. So that really shows you how much the game yeah, has changed over sure. the years, right? Um, Steph Curry himself has actually broke that record seven times already just for himself there. So thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, it's actually – I don't have any bobbleheads of these guys. I would love a Dennis Scott one, Wood. So if you ever know where, where on is, let me know. Um, i tell you what, bro. I remember the, the rap album we talked about where all the basketball mm. players jumped on it and Dennis Scott did a track on that album from memory, didn't he? I think he did. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think he probably wasn't as, uh, he was probably a better three-point shooter than he was a rapper, I think, from memory. So, and that Magic yeah. Moment documentary, the ESPN 30 for 30, you see how close in the early early days, you know, Shaq, Penny, and he were, you know, so um, definitely strongly recommend. He was yeah, a little bit ahead of his time, wasn't he, with yeah. that sort of just like a lethal three-point shot that he had there. And that would have been yeah. a pretty good college team, wouldn't it, with Ken Anderson and Brian Oliver? For sure. So, yeah. No wonder they're sort of pretty highly regarded. So, all right, Woods, I feel like we've got a bit to talk about this week. So sure. we're going to go over a little bit of NBA, some WNBL, and, of course, some NBL. So okay. let's get into it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to start with some NBA. So I'm not sure if you actually heard there, Woods, but there was actually a few <laughs> trades last week, right? Crazy, man. Just, Crazy. Just a couple. Yeah. Yep. So, look, I didn't want to go through all of these trades because we'd probably be here all night. But um, I've picked out just a couple that I wanted to chat about there, Woods, if you're cool with that. So, yeah, um, maybe let's start with probably the big one and probably the one that people are talking about the most. And that's yep. um, the Brooklyn and Phoenix trade. So, KD and um, uh, KD got traded to, to Phoenix there, um, along with TJ Warren in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and four first rounders, plus a pick swap as well. So, look, I felt like the Suns possibly gave up a lot to get in there. Um, yep. Who do you think will come out on top of that trade? Uh, Brooklyn in the in the long run, but if you, if you look at what Phoenix have done here, it's a, it's a short term uh, goal to win a championship either this year or next year potentially, right? But you yeah. think about an, um, an aging star in Chris Paul, who's had a down season. You know, he, he, he seems to be picking it up a little bit alongside uh, Kevin Durant, who, as we've spoken about, has a questionable uh, injury history. 
But mm. but the thing is, you put those three, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Durant together, come playoff time, a lot of experience there. They've still got some pieces. Tory Craig is there. They managed to keep De- uh, DeAndre Ayton, yep. right? Yep. Um, Jock Landale's there. You know, Bismarck Biambo. They've got a few different guys there on that roster. I mm. mean, I think that if they can stay healthy and peak at the right time, they do have a shot at the championship this year. But that window is really small. They've gone for the home run, haven't they? It's almost like what the Lakers did a few years ago. They kind of mortgaged a lot of their younger players and went out and got AD, and they had success straight away. They've struggled a little bit since then. But I actually heard on the Low Post report, and shout out to Zach Lowe um, this morning, that he heard that teams are offering four first-rounders just for Mikhail Bridges alone. So that sort of shows you how highly regarded he is. I think that's a great coup for for the Nets to get him. And they've really shored up their defensive lineup, haven't they? Oh, for sure. They've got a lot of wings now, right? You know, they've got... Um, Royce O'Neal and, and Harris still there, then they've brought mm-hmm. on, um, as you said, Cam Cam Johnson, right? Yeah. Um, Finney yeah. Smith, they got in the Dorian trade Finn, there. So, yeah, Dorian yeah they've Smith. certainly strengthened their team and potentially got rid of some of these headaches sort of guys. Um, what are your thoughts on Phoenix with these three guys with injury history, though? Woods? They're talking Booker, Chris Paul, and Durant. They all have yep. sort of um, you know, history of soft tissue uh, injuries there. So is that a concern for you? Of course it is. Of course it is. Now, you've seen what happened with Chris Paul come playoff time year after year, how he, he struggles to stay, he- stay healthy. Durant, like we just spoke about him. Booker is yeah. younger, you know, I think that he might be okay. But it, it all comes down to a bit of luck and timing and hoping that these guys can be healthy come come playoff time. You talk about Brooklyn as well. This team doesn't have one huge superstar. It reminds me a little bit of that Denver Nuggets team under George Carl that had, mm. you know, Andre Miller and all those guys, right, back in the day. Yep. And they didn't really have uh, – Iguodala was playing. I think Anthony had left by that time for New York. And they just were really good every year and made a playoff run, right? This Brooklyn team kind of reminds me of them a little bit, and I feel they're going to make the playoffs, and they yeah. could they could make an upset in the first round with that, you know, some of the parts, right? So, and it'll um, just be interesting to see how Durant is. Look, obviously he did one out in the off season. They kind of, you know, um, sure. you know, mended things there, and he sort of he's now got his wish there. So, well, interesting, and certainly the West has got a lot stronger, hasn't it, with some of these trades? Um, yeah, definitely. Look, I think once James Harden left, you know, that put the wheels in motion. Kyrie complained, mm-hmm. he left, and it was always the smart thing for Brooklyn to do to. Uh, you yeah. know, retool and start again. And um, yeah. good luck to Phoenix. I really hope the likes of, uh, I know you don't like Chris Paul, but he's given a lot of service to the game and yeah. hopefully he gets an opportunity to make a deep playoff run this year. No, for sure. Look, I wanted to go from a, a you know, pretty much the, the blockbuster trade to the trade deadline, yep. just to a smaller one, though, would, but someone that's, you know, involves a player that we both very much sort of, you know, follow and want success there. And that's obviously the trade with Ozzy Matisse Thibel. Um, he moved yep. over to Portland in a three team trade. Um, probably a little bit concerning for me. They did actually add a couple of other wings in Cam yep. Reddish and Kevin Knox, who incidentally were both traded for each other a couple of years ago in the Hawks Knicks trade. Um, how do you see this? They did lose Josh Hart, so that sort of maybe frees up a spot there. But how did you do you think this situation will, uh, will suit Matisse Thibel there? Well, he plays defense, right? And I think Coach mm-hmm. Billups has, has, has been um, pushing his team to, you know, be a defensive-minded team. So I think Coach Billups will be good for him. Um, yeah. I think it's a good fit, right? Uh, I know they've got a few other wings. I don't know about Kevin Knox playing that much. I think mm-hmm. his career might be winding down. Yeah. Um, but Matisse Thibel, I think he needed a change of scenery. Um, and he's got one here on a rebuilding team, a young yeah. team with a coach that will uh, like the intangibles he brings. So I'm, I'm hoping. I really agree with what you said about the coach thing. Obviously, we knew Doc Rivers was coaching Philly. He doesn't always have a lot of great success with younger players there, doesn't yep. he? Um, 
can see another younger player who we debated about in the offseason um, in Tyrus Maxey, who's been just dreadful this season. Woods, I think that might be might be one that I maybe got right there. But yeah, I think I think you're right. A change of scenery there. You see Portland have a little bit more of that family type atmosphere there. So definitely, I, I'd like to see him sort of work. He's only 25 years yep. old, Thibault. So it feels like he's been around quite a while. All so defensive selection only a few years twice, ago. Twice, I think he's had yeah. it. Yeah. You talk about a guy like Cam Reddish as well. We've always liked him, especially when he was in, in Atlanta. Mm. Um, he got shipped off to New York and, and Coach Thibodeau didn't really give him a chance in that rotation. You know, um, yeah. C- Coach Tibbs likes to play a, a short seven, eight-man rotation and, and he yeah. sticks to playing guys for a lot of minutes. So once again, we talk about a coach not being um, you know, a great fit for a player. I think yeah. Coach Billups, again, will be good for, um, for Cam Reddish. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, a guy like Josh Hart, you know, Cam Reddish can fill in a little bit. Matisse can fill in a little bit on, you know, he's a great player on both ends of the floor. Great rebounder, Josh Hart. He's hard to replace, right? But yeah, I think a combination yeah. of those guys could sort of thing, you reckon? Fill, fill that spot, yeah. Yeah, no, nice. Look, before I talk about one more trade, just a bit of a fun fact. Did you realize there were nine players in that trade deadline that got traded back to their former teams? Which yeah, I know. I saw nine I saw. players. So <laughs> not sure all of them are going to play. I was just reading before that John Wall's definitely getting bought out. I thought that was quite funny. He got traded back to Houston when they didn't even play him last time they had him. So that just shows you that's just going to be a piece. Is of that it for John Wall? Um, uh, no, I thought he actually didn't look too bad last uh, this season. Obviously, he got injured. You know, like he does do fairly often. Now, I thought he. You know, it depends on what he wants as a role. Now, is he prepared to go to a, another sort of team and be that veteran sort of leadership guy? I heard sort of decent reports coming out of the you know of LA with him, and certainly that Clippers team was. We won't go into in detail, but they really sort of gutted that team, didn't they? They they brought back Eric Gordon, another one of those nine like players that. that returned to their teams. Lost Reggie Jackson, they gained Plumley there, so they've sort of you know changed their team a little bit around. And, and probably while we're talking the the LA teams as well, the Lakers pretty much changed half of their team, didn't they? Just quickly, was what were your thoughts on that trade? Obviously, the Lakers getting D'Lo back, um, yep. obviously losing Westbrook, they gave up uh, Thomas Bryant. What do you think they like getting D'Lo back? Because he's a, he's a kind of um, players, uh, players and sort of fans as well seem to have mixed opinions on D'Lo. Yeah. What's your opinion on him? He's a polarizing figure, right? But mm. I mean, he was very immature and young in his first stint, stint in LA. Since then, he's got got to play with a lot of veterans and alongside yeah. the likes of you know Steph Curry, amongst others, right? Um, yeah. And so I'm he's hoping had good he, numbers this year too. Yeah, right? Made an All Star game in in Brooklyn, I think it was. So he's played alongside. He's, he's actually done the round. What was Brooklyn, Golden State, Minnesota, now back to LA, right? So yeah, um, strange, obviously, that's not always the greatest sign when you're getting shipped off all the time to other teams. But I yeah. mean, LeBron can potentially, you know, be a positive influence on him. AD there as well. Um, I also like Beasley coming onto that lineup, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what they needed, that's isn't it? They needed that knockdown shooter. Um, any idea where Westbrook might end up? I'm hearing either the Clippers yeah. or Chicago. One well, the Clippers have a, a glaring hole at the point guard position now, right? Mm. Who have they got? He's like, oh, I can't imagine him sort of playing there. I could just see that all, all falling apart. Well, I, they got left at, I mean, Curry's Maxi pretty much is their only Well, they got Bones Highland from Denver. Oh, there, yeah, so for sure. Yeah, take okay. a bit of a flyer on him. So, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I think... it could. I'm not sure if Clippers fans will be thrilled with that. Um, Paul George and Westbrook have a great relationship going back to their time in, in OKC. Yeah, and, and Marcus Morris true. has come out championing for him as well. So, yeah. I think maybe having a friendship there and a good relationship, I think... That's one relationship he didn't burn. Him and Paul George always got along well, so that no, might exactly. play a part. And look, I'm sure the five games that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play a month, if Westbrook's there, he'll enjoy playing with them too. <laughs> so 
Yeah. All right, nice one. Well, look, one last trade I wanted to talk about, which sure. is one that you know definitely involved our team, so that's kind of what I wanted to bring it up. This yep. trade was actually in doubt up until um, you know this afternoon our time, um, and we're talking the four-team trade there was um, involving Golden State, Portland, Detroit, and the Hawks there. So there are a lot of pieces moving in this deal. I think probably the the key pieces there and the ones I wanted to ask you about was. Golden State giving up on former number two pick James Wiseman um, going to Detroit there. It's probably about the, the fifth centre they've got on their roster. But what were your thoughts firstly on, on Golden State sort of giving up Wiseman and not getting a great deal in return, only getting Gary Payton um, the second in return? Well, they invested a lot of time in him. You know, they they picked him with the second overall pick from memory, right? I think yeah. it was, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever the media or, or um, critics would say things about him, his teammates and the coaching staff, the front office would come to his defense and say, look, he's, he's going to be a great player. We're going to invest in him, right? Yeah. So it actually surprises me they gave up on him. Um, but I guess he wasn't playing. He was in the G League and, and things like that. So, uh, Well, I, I guess mean, for the people that hadn't yeah. heard about it, so the, the reason that trade was sort of a little bit held up for probably at least 24 hours there was Gary Payton II, who was with Golden State last year and won the championship, um, signed as a free agent in Portland, didn't quite get the deal he was after there. And the rumours were coming out that they were pretty much jabbing him up just to be able to play this year. And he had, did have a bit of an injury that Golden State weren't aware of there. So apparently he's not going to be able to play for three months now. So I guess Golden State had the choice basically to rescind that trade, which would have really pissed off those three other teams there. But they've decided to go ahead with it. I guess they weren't expecting a lot out of Wiseman in these next three months. So I guess they feel they can maybe... You know, wait a little bit longer with Peyton there. But look, if we're talking three months there, he's not going to be you know, helping him out this season, is he? Unless they have a really deep run again. So that was pretty interesting there. Three but look, the one I want to talk right. about, Woods, um, let's yeah. put our Hawks Homer hats on there. Sadiq Bay. Um, Big shot. He's someone I know we were both pretty pleased about getting there. So the Hawks essentially, look, they lost um, you know, a couple of minor players, Justin Holiday, um, Frank Kaminsky, um, couple of sort of guys that weren't sort of contributing a whole lot. They got Sadiq Bay um, over from Detroit. Um, of course, we know he scored 50 points in a game pretty recently, you know, last season. Product out of Villanova there. Um, yep. Look, what are your thoughts on Sadiq? I love his game, you know. I've had him in my fantasy lineup this year, so I've had a chance yep. to watch a lot of him play. Um, big shot, you know. He's, he's that guy that perfect in a six-man, seventh-man role off the bench to fill it up. He's had yep. a 50-point game before. Um, I mean, Detroit weren't playing him much. He'd actually fallen a bit out of the rotation lately. Mm. Uh, and I think on a team that's um, going to be, um, you know, heading to the playoffs, Touchwood, um, yeah. it's going to be good for him. Um, and I guess Coach McMillan, player as well, right? Yeah. yeah, Coach McMillan thrives on that, right? I mean, when he wants to play defense, Sadiq, he's good, right? Sometimes yeah. he just mentally isn't on playing both, end, both ends of the floor. And we, we talk about a coach. Coach McMillan will be good for him as well. And you know, yeah. having a guy like Dejounte Murray as well there, you know, like a two-way player to to go up against in practice isn't going to hurt him, right? So yeah. What's interesting, I've heard a few people saying, look, his percentages have dropped a fair bit this year. Look, you're playing Definitely. with Dejounte and Trey, who, yep. keeping that Hawks homer hat on, Woods, this guy Trey, he's, he may be the best passer in the NBA. I'm saying that he led the league in in total assists last year. I watched that game yep. against the Spurs on the weekend. 16 assists. He was just setting up his teammates. Just yeah. amazing passes there. So he's the sort of person that will get Sadiq yeah, Bay open. Sure. He'll, he'll draw a lot of defense and get Sadiq Bay open with great passes and, and open looks, which he probably wasn't getting in Detroit. Yeah. There. So I'm really pleased about the match, like to be too. honest. Like, like I said, we didn't give up a lot. Um, I know teams just seem to be throwing away um, second rounders these days. Like, it's just, you know, they're just discarded rubbish sort of thing. So the Hawks gave up about four and that. I think, you know, a uh, five... Um, uh, second round has got traded in the, the Jay Crowder one. Just quickly, was Jay Crowder. I wanted to ask you about that before we get on to the next thing there. 
Is he worth all the fuss that people are going on about? Milwaukee got him um, from Phoenix there. Is he like a missing piece of them for the championship or is he someone that there's a bit too much hype about these days? Well, he said he wanted a starting role and, and Phoenix wanted to move him to the bench, right? Um, mm. I can't see him starting in Milwaukee either, right? Why, why would so, he, right? Uh, no, I mean, I like, I like him. He's had a great career, right? But there's been um, murmurs of attitude problems lately. I yeah. know that you go to Milwaukee, a championship organization, Giannis, mm-hmm. Joe Ingles, um, Chris Middleton, you know, Brooke Lopez, Holiday. These guys aren't going to have any pouting, right? He's just going to have to come in, play his role. There's a lot of depth. They've got Grayson Allen. To, you know, there's so many guys there um, on that roster. I, you know, Pat mm-hmm. Connaughton, where is he going to fit in? Is he, he's not going to play huge minutes, right? So he's going to have to just accept the role that's given to him. Um, in quest I for guess, the championship. I guess you think about it as well, Woods. They've given up a heap of second rounders there. Milwaukee's one of the better teams in the league. So those second rounders would be, you know, players right at the end of the second round there, pick, you know, 50 yeah. to 60. So they're not guys that are going to make the roster anyway. So maybe it is worth a bit of a punt there. But all right, look, yeah. I really appreciate that. Certainly a busy trade um, deadline, wasn't it? It certainly kept us um, us interested, sort of, you know, refreshing and sort of yep. listening to all those um, reports last week and that. But just wanted to ask you very quickly, Woods, we know the NBA All-Star break is occurring this weekend. So there's games yep. on this week up until Friday before there's a full week off this time. So kind of a longer break than they've had in the past there. Look, I know we're a little bit, uh, both of us are a little bit down on the All-Star weekend of late, but give me something, anything that excites you about this All-Star weekend. I mean, the rookie game is always fun, right? Just to see these new guys who care a little bit more about winning. Um yeah, I mean, what's the format this year for the rookie game? How are they doing that? Is it? Um, they're doing like the the rookies against the sophomores type thing, but I think they might be doing that draft. I think don't quote me on that. I haven't been sort of spending too much attention on it, but yeah, I don't know. Look, I was kind of thinking about it. I, I like watching a three point comp. That's probably the one thing I like watching Definitely. every year. But yeah. I don't know the yeah, the all star game. I think we've spoken about it before now, and the format's changed yet again this year. I think they're picking the teams literally a couple of hours before tip off there, which seems really strange to me, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they've even released all of the participants yet. Didn't they have three teams of seven or four teams last year? A G League team as well, and they had yeah, the two the teams League... play, and then they had the finals. You're I right. really and enjoyed the... that. Format yeah, well, I think they the... are still doing it because I know the G yeah. League players are sort of because uh, um uh, the Aussies going to be playing right in the G League. Um, blanking out his name, the one that played for for Cairns and Adelaide King. Mojave oh yeah, Mojave, Mojave. So he's, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, he's been yeah. named in that as well, so that'll be interesting seeing another Aussie sort of play on the on yeah. the big. And then Jay Sean Tate hit that game winner. Everyone cared last mm. year in that in that in that in yep, that particular true. contest. So maybe so maybe that. that and the three point comp could be the two things yep. to watch, right? If we could recommend yep. anything to anyone. So yeah, all right, nice one. Look, before we finish off the quick hits bit there, Woods, wanted to talk a little bit of WNBL. Um, yep, let's it's been do a it. pretty quiet week. Um, there's only been sure. one one game in the past no. week, but yeah. we did get the news that, of course, Lauren Jackson's season. And almost certainly uh, her career is over now that she um, basically has had this foot surgery. So just wanted to sort of, I guess, for personally myself, I thought it was just amazing how she's been in this last year or so, um, playing in the NBL 1 for the Opals and the WNBL uh, so far this year. What were your thoughts on that news about LJ? Look, I mean, she's achieved so much in her career, um, culminating with the, the bronze medal that we were at last year. Um, I think if she has it in her heart to know recover from the injury and come back to playing she'll do it but she doesn't have to right i mean at this age it's a lot harder when you have these kind of injuries in your you know in your early 40s kids at home and things um recuperating and coming back to play getting yourself um, in the correct condition to play professionally Mm -hmm. or even at nbl one levels it's it's a lot of hard work so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't come back but then again no one expected her to come back and 
and uh, and play for Australia at the at the World Championships. She doesn't really seem like Cup. that kind of yeah. yeah. She doesn't really seem like that kind of fairy tale sort of you know person to me that she just wants to you know. I think she's sort of you know what be happy with what I've achieved. It was a good little yep. comeback there. You know, getting the medal, having that success in NBL one and WNBL. So yeah, shout out to Lauren there. Hope she's recovering well from the surgery. Look, yep. someone I just wanted to finish talking about Woods was none other than um, Lane Lonely Mitchell. Um, yep. Who basically last week signed with the Melbourne Boomers for the rest of the season. So Leilani is now 37. So, look, I thought while the news was sad to be losing LJ, I'm thrilled to hear that she would be back. Um, as you know, Woods actually got to meet her last year when I was commentating yeah. for the team. Um, she was coaching Maitland in the NBL 1. I was watching that game, yeah. Yeah, firstly, really lovely person. Really yeah. enjoyed sort of getting to meet her there. And I could tell just from that, you know, five minutes of interaction that she was really missing the game and, and hopeful of maybe getting back. So, yeah, look, she's won three WNBL championships in the last five years there, Woods, including two finals MVPs. So, Look, it wouldn't surprise me if you see her win another this season. I think that's a great coup for the Boomers there. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, she's got a couple of WNBA. Um, she's got a lot of awards in the WNBA as well. Yeah, yeah. she so MVP there career. before. Oh, most improved, I, I think. think. MVP, no, no, most improved. No, most improved most sorry, improved. most improved. She's been most mm. improved, right? So, um, look, I mean, also a mother now, right? Raising a child yep. and co- coming uh, back to play after that. That is just amazing. It's an amazing story, you know? I mean, mm. I'm sure... Uh, Lauren Jackson is is leaving the team, but another great story here is is her coming back to play, and I think someone with her experience and leadership qualities is definitely going to help that team, right? Yeah, well said. Well, good to finish on a positive note. Yeah. We wish, obviously, Lauren Jackson and Leilani Mitchell all the best there. So, yeah. all right, Woods, well, I think we've got a little bit of NBL to discuss. Um, not sure I want to talk about the Wildcats too much <laughs> there. It's a bit of a, a mix it around. Look, before we want to go into that play in result and the semi-final result uh, from game one there, I just wanted to talk a little bit quickly to you about those NBL awards that took place last yep. week. Um, so, I guess, look, firstly, MVP award. I guess you're pretty happy with your boy Cooks winning the MVP. Yeah, definitely. Do you think the judges got it right there? Yeah, they got it right. I mean, the best player on the best team. Um, his numbers may not be as gaudy as, say, Mitch Creek or Bryce Cotton, but he only needed to p- play limited minutes on that team, whereas, you know, Creek and, and Cotton played uh, uh, quite a few more minutes per game. So, obviously, their stats yeah. are going to be better. But, yeah, very happy with Xavier. I've got no that. issues as well. You know, yeah. I would have loved to have seen Bryce win. I knew when that coverage started that Bryce Cotton wasn't in the building there. I knew there was no way he was going to win the award because I think they yeah. might have tapped him on the shoulder and said, look, Bryce, you might want to come. You're winning something here. But, yeah, I think you're right. You know, best player on the best team. He's... He's an all-round player, too, with his defense and continues to improve yep. and everything there. Um, so, yeah, look, no issues for me for that one. The only thing I would like to see next year, I just don't think it's necessary to basically close these awards off a week before the season. I know it's been spoken about on various podcasts, but I think there was like tw- nearly 20% of Bryce Cotton's season, including, you know, a near triple-double in a 40-plus game that he got there. So you wonder if it might have been a bit closer. The actual um, voting in that one, Woods, for the MVP, so... Bryce, uh, Xavier Cook's got 120 votes, Bryce got yep. 96 and Mitch Creek 80. So it was still a pretty comprehensive, um, you know, obviously yep. sort of victory there for Cooks. Um, just wanted to see as well, before we go into the NBL, um, just if you can give me someone that you thought was either lucky or unlucky on the night. Um, for me, and I have mentioned this a few times to you over messages over the last week, I was absolutely shocked that Chris Golding made the NBL all second team. I'm yep. talking totally shocked that he made it. Like I could probably reel off at least five people that would have made it over him, um, including his his teammate, right, Ian Tucker, um, yeah. you know, Shannon Scott, those sort of guys like that. I mean, if you look at Tucker and his numbers next to each other, Tucker was basically better in every single category. His percentages were higher, average more points, average more rebounds, average more steals, average more assists. So I really think the selectors got it wrong with that one. I'm not sure whether they sort of were really keen to, to get an Aussie on that team there, given there was a lot of imports that might be out of place saying that. But that was kind of one of the first thoughts I had. Um, I guess, um, so he was probably 
probably the lucky one for me making it. The unlucky one for me was Jarrell Brantley. Yeah. Um, look, not being in the top three for the Defensive Player of the Year, not making either of those NBL teams. Look, I know it's hard to, to make it. There's only 10 spots there. But for me, he's definitely in the top 10 players in the NBL. But what were your thoughts on Golding and Brantley? And then maybe give someone, give me a name of someone that you thought was either lucky or unlucky. Yeah, definitely. You know, Golding was very lucky to be in there. Rajon Tucker, you mentioned... Uh, Shannon Scott, these guys, you know, Shannon Scott, top five in the league in assists and steals. You know, sometimes they forget yeah. about him mm-hmm. um, on a better team and a playoff team as well, right? So, yeah. um, and J- Jarrell Brandley is just a great player, man. Sometimes he just fl- flies under the radar because he just has the X's and O's. You almost don't notice that he's contributing. But I really liked um, the fact that um, Antonius Cleveland, when he uh, um, received his Defensive Player of the Year award, he goes, listen, I just want to give a shout out to Jarrell Brantley, Justin Simon, DJ Hogue, Tajir McCall, okay? Yeah. These guys deserved to be nominated for the Defensive Player of the Year Award. And I'm championing from next season onwards that we have an all-defensive team. And I'm all for it, man. Totally and agree. well totally said. Agree. And it was, it was really um, humble for him to, like, shout out those guys yeah. um, and say that a guy like Shaley, love him. But come, come on, man. Is, it, is this just local voters? That's just ridiculous. ridiculous. This is what it tells me. It's local yeah. voters. It's Aussies and New Zealanders voting for people from their own country ahead of imports, mm. right? What? Why else would CG43 and Shaley get in, get get these um, nomination and, and, and selection into the team, right? Like, yeah. you've, got, you've got to be kidding me. Shaley, Defensive Player of the Year ahead of those guys uh, mentioned. That's just a joke, man. Well, right? so that, and that's coming from someone like yourself that I know is a big Shaley fan. Um, yep. Did you hear that interview you obviously mentioned there, Woods? I think, um, safe to say, Cleveland was enjoying his night. I might oh, say. hell um, yeah. Hell he was, yeah. Um, he was sounding pretty interesting there, so I think maybe the, the, the liquid was flying that night there. But yeah, yeah look, sure. otherwise I thought the NBL did a pretty good job of it. I sort of enjoyed it. Um, you know, he was trying to stay sober, but he struggled, right? He was. Sometimes <laughs> when you try a bit harder, it doesn't quite work, right? I've tried that in the yeah. past. Yeah, good, so, yeah. uh, good stuff. All right, well, that's the awards sort of for another year. But look, let's talk a little bit about this game. So look, I'm still hearing um, mixed yep. uh, reports there for if the Wildcats actually did make the playoffs. I'm going to say they did, Woods, but I guess maybe the, some people will say that that was a play and not the playoffs, but what can you do? But let's talk about those games. As you mentioned earlier, it's Monday the 13th. Um, yep. Recording a little bit earlier this week, we wanted to get this one just with all the news that's happened there, but... Yeah, look, my boys are outwards. Um, Perth couldn't back up their impressive win against South East Melbourne. They went down by 13 against a very much undermanned Taipans team yesterday. Um, look, for me, I felt like it kind of summed up the season. Um, not getting enough help for Cotton and just no real threat on the boards. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't um, be surprised if they you know, do make some big changes in the off-season. I really hope they do. Um, I really think Perth needs to hit on their imports next season. This is a couple of seasons in a row where I just don't think they've you know, really chosen the, the, the best imports there and you really need to base your team around it. We talk about, you know, look at those um, imports New Zealand's got this year. You know, obviously, you know, Cotton's going to be there, but imagine they could get a Brantley or a Pardon type player sort of thing. And, you know, all we ever hear is, like, John Mooney, this John Mooney, that, that's years ago that Mooney's played for the Rockets now. So, look, they need to buckle down. You know, Danny Mills and his crew need to sort of go over there and they need to recruit yep. well this year. They need to get some big guys on that team that are going to come in and rebound and all compliment the guys we've got on the team. Um, I guess we'll probably talk a little bit more about game one of the semi-final, though, because the semis did start there. Sydney's having a nice break, though, aren't they? Kicking back, just waiting for their, their opponent there. But what were your thoughts on that first game yesterday? Obviously, um, New Zealand being the, the jack jumpers, 88-68. Pretty comprehensive there. How did you see that game? Yeah, look, I I mean, New Zealand are a well-oiled machine, right? They mm. they got all their bases covered. They're a defensive-minded lineup. We talked about a guy like Jarrell Brantley, uh, just flies under the radar. And, I mean, last year, Tasmania, you, you'd remember, they got blown out by United in the first game and came back right. and won the series. 
But this feels mm-hmm. a little bit different here, okay? Mm-hmm. People are very critical of Josh Majet uh, sometimes that he takes the advice shots and, uh, you know, he doesn't shoot a great percentage, but he's a leader on and off the floor, right? Okay. And come yeah. playoff time, you want to have him on the court there to, to, you know, to marshal the troops. And having Jared Weeks and, um, you know, Sean McDonald at that point guard position against, mm-hmm. um, you know, a Will McDowell White type on the other end who's, who's really gets his teammates involved and um, knows how to set the table well, there's where that discrepancy is. So I think that uh, New Zealand should actually take care of business and in straight sets. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. so game two is on Thursday night. So you think New Zealand might be bringing the the brooms to that one, do you, and finishing it off? Definitely. And they're peaking at the right time. They lost four or five games in a row when when Barry Mm. uh, Barry Brown was out, right? Um, Yeah. And then they had a really good run at the right time when he came back towards the end of the season. And that's that's, um, flowing on to the postseason as well here. So, um, yeah. I think they're really missing, missing Josh Majet. And shout out to Scott Roth to get his team to the finals and potentially, mm. you know, the semis again. Or, or, I mean, let's see how it plays out. But, I mean, it's really an amazing good. effort when you think about it, though, isn't it? You know, making yeah. the top four in the first two seasons in the league there. We saw, you know, obviously making the grand final last year. And they've just yep. been, yeah, a really fun team to watch. I don't think there's many people that don't like the Jack Jumpers, if you know what I mean. They've kind of really become a lot of team, a lot of fans' second team, if you know what I mean, with sort yep. of who you're supporting there. But look, let's finish this off. I wanted to ask you a little bit about how yep, you're sure. feeling about Wednesday night's game there, Woods. I know you're rocking all your Sydney outfit today. How are you feeling about game one? Your two favourite teams, Sydney playing yep. Cairns. Um, what are your thoughts? Not great, you know. I mean, if you talk talk about the head-to-head this season, the only time Sydney has managed to beat Cairns was with that Kuatnoi buzzer beater, right? Mm. All the games Cairns have won, right? You know, they took the uh, they they came back from like six down with a minute with thirty seconds left, forty seconds left to tie the game up in in overtime and beat the beat the Kings last time. So really, King and they should have lost that game. That that Kuatnoi buzzer beater game, they were up with just a minute left, um, and. Um, that matchup is not great for Sydney. And Adam Ford has said we we built this team. He did say that, didn't literally he? to to combat the Kings. Because last yep. year, you know, he he told a story about how um, when the Kings came to visit Cairns, they were practicing on a few courts away from them, and he could overhear um, uh, Chase talking about how Cairns are soft, etc., and that they can't they can't handle switches, etc. And so that 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 rung in his ear. So when he was recruiting the mm-hmm. team this year, he brought in guys like Shannon Scott. Um, and, and Sam Wardenberg to combat, you know, the likes of Xavier Cooks and, um, you know, Derek Walton Jr. and things like that. So that's a, it's a tough matchup for Sydney. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I still think Sydney should win in three. Yeah. I don't think they'll do the straight sets here. But it's it's going to be so. That's really going to be a good series, right? One thing I didn't talk about him in that um, Wildcats game against Cairns was the play of DJ Hogue. Are we going with Hogue Woods? You remember the oh, cricketer Rodney Hogue, Hog, right? The it's play Hogue, it's Hogue, it's Hogue. Same spelling, same spelling. Rodney yep. Hogue, DJ Hogue. It's DJ Hogue, yep. From from day one, Adam Ford said that on the Huddle podcast. It's Hogue. And then Ian said, it's not Hogue. He's like, no, it's Hogue. Yeah. All good. Look, I really think Sydney's got the players to match up against him, don't they? They could put Cooks on him. They could put Simon on him. So I think they've probably, um, they've got some guys that can really match up. He's had massive games against Sydney all year. In all the games. He was amazing in that game. He can score from all over the court, can't he? He's just just unassuming, right? Yeah. And I love, we've said it before, recruiting. You know, on Twitter, I saw, uh, someone say um, a hug owns the Wildcats, right? And someone in the comments are like, what is wrong with the Wildcats and they're recruiting, right? So, mm. I mean, a guy like Hug, it comes back to Adam Ford and the Cairns organization, Mark Beecroft, all those guys doing a great yep. job of recruiting um, 
great imports to, to Shannon Scott, you know, Taj McCall. These guys are brilliant, man. Uh, people say, oh, cans are better without Taj. That's 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 not true yeah, at all, right? Not... What are you hearing about him, Woods? Are you expecting him back for this series or not? I haven't heard. I haven't heard. But, mm. I mean, the fact that he sat out a, a, a do-or-die game, you know, means that he must have been yeah. struggling, right? So, yep. um, yeah. look, better for us if he's not there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And what about Keanu Pinder? Any chance of him sort of, you know, setting no. up with some goggles on or something like that? It's no. not going to happen. Only if they make the grand finals, right? So I think um, it is what it is. Uh, Kings were at full strength. And mm. with uh, Keanu Pinder out and um, the questionable health of Taj McCall, even if he plays, yeah. he's, he might not be at full strength there. So I think the Kings hey, should We should win. also say as well, they haven't actually announced when these NBL finals are going to start, but I am hearing rumours that there's going to be a fever window. There is. So, no, there is. So does that mean there's going to be a whole week off? Because I really think that's going to make a, you know, a bit of momentum loss for the league there. So they haven't confirmed that as yet? Like, I don't know I think, why, I think why there is, because Xavier that, Cook but... said it on the jump last week, right? Interesting. If we make the finals, yeah. there's going to be a, a, a break for the FIBA window. So. I guess one positive out of that, if you know any of these teams do have some of these injuries there, they can get right, and then we sort of be a little bit more full strength at yep. you know, the grand final time. So, And, of course, obviously, you know, we mentioned these semifinals, the best of three, of course, the grand finals, best of five yep. there. So these games will certainly run through. I would have thought into March at this stage, won't they? With the yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, Sydney, New Zealand, you know, that, I'd like uh, to see that. That's going to be a good ri- rivalry, and I think Tasman. Mm. Uh, sorry, across the Tasman, they really deserve um, to play in the finals. After all, they've gone through the last few years. It's going to be great for the country, and um, yeah. No, good call, Woods. Well, look, I wish you all the best on Wednesday. I don't want to wish you too much luck, but <laughs> I like it when you're happy, Roland Grumpy. So hopefully, thanks, buddy. Is, um, get up for you. So, all right. So appreciate that. So, look, why don't we sort of you know close things out now with just another little bit of classic packs? We had um, you know a great time doing that with um, Lee last week. We yep. definitely let him know that we borrowed his segment. You know, of doing this classic packs there. Got a bit of a mixed pack last week, didn't we? Had a few no names there, but yeah, what do you got for us this week? Yeah. So I've got the Upper Deck ninety one, ninety two edition. All right. These are those ones with the hologram. We still haven't had a hologram insert in this. I'm hoping this might be the week. Right, let's do it. You're running out of packs as well, I believe, right? I know, I know, I am. Um, okay, terrific center. One of the greatest rebounders of all times. Bespectacled. Rest in peace. This is an Atlanta Hawks card. I'm talking about none, un- none oh, other than... Alone. Moses... Malone. It wasn't quite that same play when he finished yeah. off with the Hawks, was he? At the end there. Had some good time there as well. So, yeah, rest in peace to Moses. Still like 10.6 point, points. And, uh... show, show me the back of those woods. You know, I always like to see the back of them. They're a nice-looking card, aren't they, those ones? Oh, he actually got the big picture. That was his patented little jump shot there, wasn't he, where he yeah. jumped quite high and sort yeah. of threw it up. So, yeah. I'm using a... 10 and 7, basically, in, his, in that season. So, still not bad. That's like, some pretty nice goggles. Yeah. Back end of his career. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've talked about this guy before. LA Clippers number 31. Um, he was selected by the Los, Los Angeles Clippers with the 37th overall choice in the 1991 NBA draft. Where's number 31? Oh, Terry DeHair. Nope. We're no, talking about... 31. What college? Give me one more clue. Otherwise, I'll to... give up. Actually, oh, Memphis State. No, that doesn't help me. No, I'm not sure about that one. Elliot Perry. Oh, Elliot Socks Perry. Yeah, yep. nice. Yeah, it's funny. I always remember him more with Phoenix and the Clippers, but yeah, he was an interesting player, wasn't he? Oh! <laughs> oh, we're happy here. What do we got? You're wearing his jersey, and we got his card again. 
All rookie, oh, all, all, all rookie team. All rookie team Look card. Look How good is that? Wow, well, that's Just... definitely the first time we've ever pulled a card of a jersey that we're wearing. That's oh, I'm awesome. pretty sure I, I pulled a Gugliotta one when I was wearing Gugliotta as well, remember? Yeah. But that's a nice card, that one there too, isn't it? So that's yeah. like a yeah, all rookie one. So we just mentioned, obviously, he made that all rookie team in 1991. So, yeah, Unreal. He just awesome. spoke about this all rookie team <laughs> that he made. And this is his rookie card when he made that team. Well, I, I do apologise that I'm wearing his black jersey and not the white one that's in the card. Oh, man. Right? We went pretty close, right? That's, that's amazing. That's great. That's, that's great. amazing. <laughs> okay. Number 20 for the Supersonics, right? Um, he was a guard, played for the Bulls, Clippers, and Supersonics. He had some good years with the Clippers. Um, I do remember him. Uh, don't remember much about him exactly. Uh, same name as the famous head coach, for the Detroit Pistons, surname. You're talking and, Chuck and the '92 Daly. Green Team. Yeah. Um, so Chuck Daly. So <clears throat> ah, I'm blanking Quinton on Quinton Daly. Oh, Quinton Daly. Yeah, geez, that's a bit of a throwback one, isn't it? Loving those old Sonics uniforms. That, yeah, can't oh, tell you much great. about Quinton Daly there. Oh, I love this guy. Uh, had a really famous nickname. This is Miami Heat card. Number 12, he was a rookie in 1991 for the Heat, um, and he was only played to play all 82 games. His real name is, I think, Vernell or... Oh, Bimbo. Yeah, Bimbo. Bimbo, what a great name, right? Bimbo Coles, yeah. Vernell's his real him. name, right? Uh, that's, that sounds about right, yeah. yeah. Certainly yeah. remember him a bit with Golden State, but yeah, he was a pretty handy player, old yeah, Bimbo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Pistons guard. Pistons guard. Um, I remember him as a rookie in 1991. He's got the a name. Um, sometimes people y- y- tend to use the phrase "I'm shooting." Oh, Lance Blanks. Lance Blanks. Mate, they couldn't even get him in a card with his jersey on, actually on there. That's not a good sign, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Remember oh him. man, have a great you career. hate this guy. You hate this guy. Okay, Danny Atlanta man. Hawks center. The one guy you probably oh, hate. No, not him. him. I'm walking out if it's him. Is he wearing number 32 by any chance? <laughs> he is indeed. Oh, my God. John Contract. Yeah. One of my least favorite Hawks players of all time. Yeah, that's kind of what he's doing on the ground there. But he's not doing much, I'm sure, living up to his uh, big money there. So, yeah, not a fan of that guy. You can rip that up if you want. All I <laughs> okay. Trailblazers forward. Um, moved into some media work after he was done. Um, he was in 1991. He had a very short-lived career before moving into the media, right? Um, AA is AA is oh Abdul Nabi, straight out of Egypt. Yep. Yeah, he might have been the first Egyptian player to make it to the NBA as well. Yeah, so he. Didn't have a long career, did he? I think he, he might have played with Philly, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he, he did some media so stuff afterwards, right? He yeah, did, yeah, did a few right. spots on hang time and stuff with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Um, okay. This guy's surname is the same as my nickname. Rockets forward, number ten, white guy. Uh, didn't do much at all in his career. Um, He's got your nickname. His surname is is my nickname. All oh, right. Uh, 
Or like without the Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, can't recall him. David Wood. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have not have got that one in, a, yeah. in quite a while there. What can you tell me about David Wood there? Woods, educate me. Okay, I can tell you Wood was one of four Rockets to play all 82 games in the 1991 season. Wow. Uh, before coming to Houston, Wood played briefly with Chicago and in the CBA with the Rockford Lightning and in Europe. He scored a career-high 27 points on December 20th, 1990 against Orlando. So, hey, 27-point game in the NBA. You know, very, a complete score. Very com- comprehensive recap. I appreciate that. Yep. Okay. King's guard. His surname is that of a bird. All right? He went oh, to Villanova. Um, Rory Sparrow. Rory Sparrow. You like it? I got that one, don't you? Yeah, yeah I always yeah, remember yeah. Rory Sparrow. Just, yeah, great name there. But, yeah, good clue as well, yeah. Rory. Played with the Knicks as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. He played with, uh, yeah, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Heat, mm-hmm. and then the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we talk about, uh, oh, you're going to be happy in a second. Anyway, I'll come back <laughs> to that. Okay, he was on that rap album with... This Celtics player was on the rap album with Dennis Scott, okay? He then moved into a, a, a Celtics card here, then moved into a coaching gig um, after playing, um, played with the Lakers. Uh, he adopted his sister's daughter as his own after they were in a, a his family was in a car accident, um, coming to watch, yeah. them, watch him play their first, his first game. And they passed away, and the daughter survived, right? Well, yeah, that does ring a bell. I'm blanking on the name. I was going to make a joke when he said Celtics, and he was on a rap album. I was going to say Larry Bird, but clearly not. Brian Shaw. B. Shaw, of course. Yeah, definitely. He had a pretty handy career, didn't he, B. Shaw? He did. Good coaching Um, Also, um, St. Mary's player as well. Yeah. Am I right? St. Mary's College? Oh, St. Mary's. Let me have a look. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. We'll start with S. I was close, right? Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't know this guy at all, but he's number 31 from the Bullets. Played since 87-88 with the Bullets. In fact, he averaged 10.5 points a game in 89-90. Liddell he Edwards. is a forward, white guy. Number 31. Mm, nah, a few no-names in this pack. Who you got from Mark Aleri. Ah, uh, yeah, I do remember the name, but yeah, jeez. But um... you'll be happy to know the last card is a hologram. Oh, first one. Who do we get? Yep. And we've got great defensive player, Steel's king for the box, someone we like a lot. Alvin Robertson. Alvin Robertson. And look how beautiful Lovely. that thing looks. I love that. I remember oh, that. Look how beautiful that thing looks. I was man. obsessed with that hologram, those inserts. Look how beautiful that is. 10 or 12. That, I mean, yeah. that was pretty ahead of its time, wasn't it? There oh, with the different man. colors on that there. That's, I'm loving that one. So that's an insert card. Am I right? Is it the same with that? That is. Oh, just a steal. So, like, steals, I think, um, I think they've got one for the king of steals, basically. So, yes, it is an inside card. Little, yeah? little tip with those ones, Woods. Only handle it by the yeah. corners. Don't get your fingerprints on it. Cause it oh, okay, yeah, good call, good call, good, nice, good call, nice. good call. Well, that was an interesting pack. Anyway, I'm happy we finished off with the hologram. Not that happy that we got John Conkak, but, yeah, we had a few random ones there. And shout and out look, to Rory Sparrow, too, right? Just before we finish up, a quick little hmm. tidbit about Brian Shorts on... June 26, 1993, both of Shaw's parents and his sister were killed in a car accident in Nevada. His sister's daughter survived the crash, and Shaw, with help from his aunt, helped raise her. Shaw reportedly... Oh, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. Shout out to so Bishop. Shout out yeah. to him, man, for stepping up and, and then doing that. So And of course he was a teammate, I believe, of um three D Scott as well back in the yep. day with Orlando. Yeah. And that was pretty cool getting the Dennis Scott card in there. I did enjoy that. Oh, so. brilliant. Brilliant. Nice on Woods. Well look, well done with the classic packs as always. So okay. look, that kind of brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it? We're a little bit shorter than last week's show. We felt like we could have spoken with Lee for probably another hour last week, but definitely wrap it up there. But um yeah, just as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to us um on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we can be followed on Twitter at throwbackshoops, on Instagram, throwback.hoops, and, of course, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, why don't you tell people um, a little bit more where they can sort of find on us? Patreon, now? you know, thank yep. you for everyone pledging their support. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice one. All right, Woods, well, look, as I said, we've got the NBA um, All-Star break this weekend. Obviously, the NBL semi-starting, so there's still a lot of basketball to talk about. We do have a couple of sort of important guests that we sort of you know, got in the bag there. We'll probably do another episode next week, just the two of us, but we've got some yep. great um, guests coming soon. So, yeah, any final words, Woods? No, thanks. Thanks for the outpouring of support for last week's episode. Really appreciate it um, on Twitter, on YouTube. So thanks, guys. All right. Well, good luck to, to yourself watching the King, Kings in game one there. And, um, yeah, big th- uh, peace out. Throwback Hoops crew. Peace out, guys. Thanks.